0: Welcome to the latest Progress with Unity podcast, hot off the trail of the Cambridge United 2-Wigan Athletic 2 game. We're a bit bourbon this evening, there's just me and Paul, and we've got a special guest, Ian Gaskell from Wigan Athletic Community Trust, big Latics fan as well. Evening, fellas. Evening. Evening, Barry. As I mentioned there, Cambridge United 2-Wigan Athletic 2, quite a bit of a, a surprise in a way because. Cambridge United, probably not the best team we've played this season, but they they, uh, put in a sterling performance, shall we say. Scored a goal either side of of half-time, took uh, what we'd probably class as an undeserved lead. And uh, the Latics ended up showing the true spirit by fighting back through Will Keane and Callum Lang, three minutes apart, 83 and 86 minutes. And we really could have won it with a goal that got disallowed. Uh, just before the 90th minute. A bit of an exciting game in the end. I think it said more about the spirit in the camp than anything else, Paul.
1: Absolutely, it says more about the spirit in the camp. You know, we've seen it. We saw it at Fleetwood where they came back from two down, pick up all three points. We've we've seen it again last night. Do you put your neck out this early and say that's the spirit that makes you champions? That's the spirit that makes you very close. I'll go that far.
0: Two disallowed goals last night, Ian. One for offside. I couldn't really tell I didn't go to the game I watched it on iFollow couldn't really tell on, on the screen whether it was offside or not and then later on I was just mentioned uh, I saw absolutely nothing whatsoever wrong with that goal Callum Lang I thought they'd been flagged for offside which it comes to me because the two players still on the goal line but I've had it said to me that it was a free kick because Langie pulls somebody back and then went past them Is, do you think that's something that Langie needs to watch a little bit I mean you know, when you think about that, he probably would have got past him anyway, but he's ended up giving a, a free kick away, and it's stopped us getting three points. He's a young lad
2: into to be fair. He's a young lad. He's going to learn from his mistakes. I think so. i am say I've not I've not rewatched really it myself um, to see what's gone on there for it to be pulled back, but the refs obviously seen something and, and, and pulled it back. So I'm sure he'll learn from that, and hopefully next time he doesn't get seen or. He changes the way he does it and he manages to
0: put one back at net as well. Yeah, it was, actually it was the uh, it was the line over flagged. That's why a lot of people thought it was offside. Like I said, you know, Cambridge had all the men back because the, the Reds seemed to go once we went once we got it back to two uh, one. It was a bit like the Fleawood game where they fell apart. Also, something happened. <clears throat> the switched formation was we were playing with four at the back and they brought Jason Kerr, Cur- Liam put Jason Kerr on, went three centre halves, took Tom Pierce off give us a bit more uh, attacking threat, I'd say. Uh, Tello Asgard came on, and Jonesy came on as well, who created a spark in the team. And I think he's been a little bit unfortunate, Jordan Jones, not to have had more game time than what he's had. Uh, Tello Asgard tried a shot from about 30 yards, which sailed out the stadium. <laughs> Again, a young lad, like you say. I'd just like to announce the uh, the fact that Adam Penelbury has joined us. And it looks like he's sat in his car. Is that right, Adam?
3: Uh, yep. Yeah. But uh, just before anyone meets the police, I'm uh, parked
0: up. Adam went to Cambridge last night. Uh, it looks like you're
3: stuck in traffic jam on the M6 where they've been doing road works. I've been here for like 18 hours now.
0: We're just talking about that that goal, what got this little right at the end, Adam, uh, saying that uh, I didn't really see anything untoward uh, but the line all flags and everybody thought it was for offside, but apparently it was for a free kick. Did you see anything from, from behind the goal? Not
3: really, no, I didn't pick up on anything. Um, There didn't seem to be that much in a way of complaint as what I could see, you know, like screaming at the ref. But uh, uh, there was one in the first half as so well, wasn't Was That an, that was offside, that one, though, wasn't it?
0: I think Lange was just perhaps half a yard offside when he uh, he, he seemed to need the ball up in the air and then Keane come, come in from behind him and volleyed it home. But well taken goal by Will Keane and a well taken goal by Callum Wang, And it was a good fight back. 64% possession with 11 shots to the 05 we had five on target to the 03 no yellows for us which is a bit of a surprise two for cambridge including one for jensen weir who who made a tactical a tactical foul shall we say the attendance 4100 with 449 away fans on a tuesday night going down to cambridge absolutely fantastic and i watched it on iFollow last night Adam, and it was uh, it was buzzing you could tell the atmosphere was buzzing. It must have been sensational in that away and yeah, when that second goal went in.
3: Bringing back memories of what it was three weeks ago, Fleetwood almost thought we were going to get that third goal as well. But what I, what I have to say is, I know we'll come to the toilets later, but I did nip to the loo, changed my seating position, uh, and we'd scored within a minute. So uh, I think I can take all the credit uh, for the, uh, the comeback, for cha- changing seating position.
0: I'm not sure you can, actually, because I was no. sat, sat watching the game uh, in complete silence and my daughter rang me and I didn't know whether to set the call or not and I did do at 2-0 down. and within five seconds of me answering it, Will Keane had scored and I kept her on till the end just to see if we could snatch that winner.
1: I, yeah. think, I think we have to blame Adam for sitting it wrong place at first place, not taking yeah, credit that's... for going into the right spot.
0: You mentioned toilet talk, though. Come on, let's have toilet talk. What were they like?
1: I like them.
3: Very, very good toilets last night. Yeah, everything that you need there. Good quality water. Yeah, there wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a terrible smell coming from them. Very pleasant. I had to go on a number of occasions, but I wasn't really concerned about going back to them because if you enjoy your first experience in there, you don't mind going back. So yeah, I was very impressed. I know not not all um, members of the travelling fans were impressed, but. I don't know what sort of toilets they're using. I think they must be going into the Liverpool Philharmonic uh, pub toilets, which are absolutely fantastic. But these were football grounds, high standard. Nine out of ten.
0: Nine out of ten is that one of that's one of our highest ratings so far. That's really good. Man of the match. It's a bit split between Facebook and and Twitter, but we've had more votes on Twitter. So on Facebook, Max Powers won it. Uh, but we get more votes on Twitter and it's gone to Callum Lang. So the progress with Unity Listeners Man of the Match for the game against Cambridge United is Lattics number 19, Callum Lang. So well done, Lange. That's another one under your belt and that's three for the season so far. Just want to mention Will Keane. He's been named the Northwest League One Player of the Year, a massive accolade both for Will and the club. He's had a tremendous year when we think back to. The turn of the year last year and where we were. I know previously in in 2020, he uh, he struggled a little bit with injury, but he's st- still banged a few goals in for us. But from the turn of the year, this he's been absolutely sensational and he's carried that form on this season as well. So massive congratulations to Will Keane. And uh, his, his career looks like it's taking off at the moment.
2: Yeah, he's done quite well. I think he's probably playing his best football he's played since probably since he's been playing football, to be honest. He's um he's, he's come on quite well, especially in Wigan Athletic Blue and White, so um, fair play to him. And I think he's earned his, his international call-ups as well. He's bagging a few goals in that number 10 role and he's he seemed to be linking together quite a lot of play. and he puts a first year in as well, tracking back and, and trying to win the ball back. So long may it continue from our end and hopefully he's he's up there towards the end of the season in terms of goals and assists and
0: hopefully we'll be at top of the table come end of the season as well. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, why well, I've got you on, um, we've got you on for a special reason this evening. It's the Latics Community Trust Christmas Appeal. And uh, we wanted to know what on earth is going on with the Christmas Appeal. Now, I know last year... Uh, last Christmas, the Community Trust was absolutely brilliant during lockdown that, and that Christmas period and went out to all the vulnerable people. And you, it was mentioned in the houses of Parliament, weren't it, how, how well our club's Community Trust were doing with vulnerable people in and around the borough. So you've got a specific appeal this Christmas, Ian. Could you please give us a little bit of information what it's about?
2: Yeah, of course. Or the Wigan Athletic Community Trust... Um, and they are working alongside the supporters' club to tackle loneliness and isolation within the Wigan Borough. Um, sort of something similar to what we did, to the we did last year, and it's going to see us provide those at risk of isolation um, and loneliness over the festive period with support through phone calls, garden gate visits, and delivery of sort of festive care packages, really, so stuff to tackle the mental and physical health of people who might be lonely and isolated over Christmas to get involved in a number of things. Um, so we, we've, as you've probably seen, we've set up the um, crowdfunder appeal, um, and we're asking supporters and members of the community to to help towards that and, and support through a donation if possible. Um, like I say, it can be done through the the crowdfunder. So if you go to WACT Christmas Appeal 21 on crowdfunder, that'll that'll bring you up to up to the page where you can donate. And the National Emergencies Trust, thanks to crowdfunder, will double any donations made. So if you donate £5, they'll match that. So any £5 will effectively be £10, £10 becomes £20, £25 becomes £50, etc. And that's between now and Wednesday, the 15th of December. Um, we're currently on £2,375, um, so it's been a brilliant start and it's been going out in around a week live. So thank you to everyone who has donated so far. Um, but do please continue to spread the word as well. Like I said, the more donations that comes in, the more people we can help um, from now up until obviously Christmas and beyond. And what does like that said, money like,
0: go to, Ian? What's what's the uh, what sort of things are you going to be doing with it? Where are you spending your money?
2: Yeah, so um, the money will be going into uh, phone calls into those who were referred onto the onto the appeal. So then we can continue to support them through regular phone calls. We'll go out and. And visit those at the home we'll conduct one-to-one walks and we'll just and obviously the care packages as well which come at a, at a cost um, and obviously that'll just help us continue to to, to support those people throughout like I say, so your phone calls your garden gate visits care packages and, and anything else what we can sort of throw our ideas together and and come up with as well like I say it's there to help those most in need and most lonely and isolated so Um, That's what we'll continue to do as a community trust in partnership with the supporters club.
0: And what if people are aware of perhaps a neighbour or a friend or a relative who, can they refer people? Is there a referral scheme?
2: Yes, so we have got a referral process. That can be done by contacting myself um, or my colleague Christine Blundell directly Um, and then from that we will um, there is a short form to fill out just so we know what their wants and their needs are so then we can make sure they're pointing in the right direction in terms of the support, what they're going to get um, from them. Obviously, we'll speak to those people. We'll match them up with a member of staff who can continue to support them and, and visit them and make sure they feel supported over the, the festive period. So if we can add my email address and my phone number to that barrier to go out, then people's more than welcome to contact me in terms of um, referring people they feel will benefit from the, from the appeal.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it's Ian or Christine. What's the phone number, Ian? Then you can read it a couple of times.
2: My number is 47889-537-140. Yeah.
0: So that's zero seven eight eight nine five three seven one four zero, 9537 140 And that's for Ian. And if you have any referrals to get in touch in that way, and I'll put a link on for the... For the email address, is it just wiganathletic.com? Is that is that way? That's
2: correct. Yes. Yeah. If you if you want to put any attachments to it, I can pass across the referral form so you can share it direct as well. As people would like direct access to the to the to referral form.
0: That's that's absolutely fantastic. And how many members of staff have you got working on this uh, throughout the festive period? It, again, that comes down to the referrals. The, the more people
2: we get coming through, the more staff we will. Ensure um, gets involved in the project as well, because like, we're not going to turn anybody away. We want to make sure that everybody who needs the support will get it. And like you said, the, the money for the appeal will help, obviously, bring more staff in to, to cater for the needs as well for those who, who require it.
0: Yeah. And again, if if people want to do it, donate to the crowdfunder, is there a link on Twitter and Facebook what they can access as well for ease of access?
2: Yes, of course. If you go on to the Wigan Athletic Community Trust, either Facebook, Twitter, or any social media, or on the website as well under Community, then you'll be able to find the link which will take you direct to the to the page. I say thank you to all who's made the referral so far. We're nearly at 2,500, and our aim is to raise 5,000 pounds to to make sure that the appeal provides to support it. We know it can do.
0: And then that five grand will be doubled up to ten by the. Uh, who did? You, what, what did you say the organisation were, again? So that's
2: the National Emergencies Trust, N.E.T. And that's a thanks to Crowdfunder who's who's agreed to to match it as well. So, like, I say anything what comes through, whether it's five, 10, 15 gets doubled, which goes a long way to
0: to the support. Yeah, Murray Tom's at Crowdfunder, friend of the club, interior, for what they did when it was in administration. Yeah. As well, they supported us then, so that's brilliant, that's fantastic. Ian, I wish you the greatest success with that. And, um, I, I know you do some sterling work through the community trust. I've been involved with a few things, so yeah, really, really uh, good initiative, especially at this time of the year as well. We know what loneliness and isolation does to people, especially around Christmas. So, brilliant, thank you, thank you very much for, for that. So, I really appreciate that as well. So, we'll uh We'll stick Ian's email and that phone number again on the podcast information. When you're listening to it, it'll be on there so you'll be able to get in touch and and, uh, and crack on with that. So, Ian's not going to escape because we're going to keep him while we do the uh, the Plymouth preview. At the end of it, we want a prediction as well and we're going to hold into it to see if it comes true. So, right, on Saturday, we're down to Home Park, Devon, where we're going to be meeting... Plymouth Argyle, who were third in the league.
1: In The ref watch for Saturday, the referee will be Andy Warmer from Northamptonshire. He's a 55-year-old select group two referee and he's usually found in the championship, having been a league referee since 2004. He last refed us in the bank holiday goalless draw with Barnsley in August 2019. And that was at the DW in the championship. The last ref Plymouth Argyle in their game against Lincoln City at Central Bank. And he gave the home side a 90th-minute dodgy penalty from which they scored an equaliser in a 2-2 draw. Card watch. This season, he's done 15 games, dished out 49 yellows, no reds, given two penalties. And that's your referee for Plymouth on Saturday, which is Andy Woolmer.
0: Uh, Just a word on that penalty that he gave Lincoln City. Plymouth were in 2 1. It was the 90th minute. Apparently, he dove and he was a yard outside the box and he pointed to the spot. And Ryan Law, the manager of, of Plymouth, uh, had a, has had a right to do about it. And this is the, the first game since then. So it, it might be, there might be a little bit of animosity creeping into this, which will be good for us, won't it? Adam, have you got any previous for us?
3: Yes, a bit of previous with the Pilgrims. Uh, we've met on. Twenty-two uh, occasions down the years, uh, it's actually all square. Uh, nine wins apiece, four draws. One of uh, only one of those draws actually came down in Devon, and that was 38 years ago. 38 years ago, it's our last draw in Devon. Well, at Plymouth anyway. We seem to either win or lose at home park. I think I remember um, Paul Cook. We had a good win there a few, uh, few years ago. I seem to recall. Uh, we we won the last four meetings, actually, on Plymouth home turf, which is a really good run of four. Last season, a 1-1 draw at home was followed by a really good win in the away fixture in March. First half goals from uh, the legend himself, the guy who limped his way through the second half of the season, fought through the pain barrier, Viv Solomon Otterbo, and a current Latics legend, Curtis Tilt. He'll tear you apart. He, he scored in that game as well. Uh, obviously, Plymouth were the early pace setters in the league. They lost on the first day of the season and then didn't lose until earlier uh, this month, just last week, actually. They've lost their last two league games. So, uh, a little blip in their form. But in the last five, one, two, drawn one, and then those two defeats that I've just referred to so very good season for Plymouth so far but hopefully they're in the middle of a bad run over to you Barry
0: yeah just a, a, a point to note on Viv Solomon Autobar, has signed for St Johnston today until January so he's, he's got himself a club uh, which is good news and I, I'm Quite, quite happy about that. He was one of the unsung... Well, he wasn't an unsung hero, was he? He was an hero last season, and he, he did really well for us. Plymouth, th- currently third in the table, but they had a bit of a shocker on Tuesday night. I wish they'd have pulled off a draw, to be honest, and then saved that defeat for us, you know, so we'll see what happens. We'll have a little bit of guess the team and predictions, and we'll start with Paul.
1: Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't come to me. I was writing some names down there when we were talking about uh, Jones coming on and playing well Um, because, basically, you've got five forwards trying to fill into four forward spaces when the four forwards that are holding the shirts are all doing quite well. So you've got Jones, Edwards, Humphreys if he's no longer ill, um, Asgard, and Gavin Massey who seems to get a nod. Um, trying to fill the spaces that are already occupied by Keane, White, Lang, and McLean. So it's it's becoming a bit of a headache up front, which is the best place to have that headache because obviously if you're struggling, you can swap them around and change a game like we have been doing. It's hard to look past, you know, as as much as people push for spots, it's hard to look past Keane, White, Lang, McLean, isn't it? Up front. You can't see any of those being changed without it being a force change. I think Dariqua will come back in push power back up into midfield um, so it kind of picks itself from there important tough game isn't it I, I mean can we really see them losing three on the bounce and if they do does that kind of put them right on the back foot as far as promotion title race goes I'll, I'll stay conservative on a prediction and I'll say one
2: apiece Ian have you got a prediction for us then please I've got to go for Latics to narrowly narrowly edge it I'm going to go 2-1 I think Will Keane, and I'm thinking one of the centre-halves are going to are gonna pop up with one off a set-piece. Watmore, Tilt, Kerr, any of the centre-halves, what can come in. Watts, you don't know who's playing from one game to the next at the back, I suppose, especially with Watmore coming back as well. So it'll be a tough one in terms of picking your picking your, your centre-half. But if I had to go for one, I'm going to go with Watmore.
0: Adam?
3: Yeah, I mean, in terms of the team selection, I think I think White will be back. I think he was actually, from memory as well, he was one game away from suspension. So maybe if he was 50-50 last night, was the knights to leave him out. So I think Wyke will come back in. Uh, Edwards will come out. So it'll be, uh, as Paul said, Those uh, what what I would class now as our four usual forward players. Uh, then it'll be Power and Bayless. Uh, I think Dericka will be right back, Pierce left back. And I would go for more and Watts at the back, uh, I think that's been our best centre half partnership this season. Uh, but we've got we're going to have loads of options there from the bench. In terms of the prediction, I differ a little bit with. Paul, I actually think that Plymouth could be the Gillingham and Coventry of that season. If you remember when we went up on the Coldwell, I think Scunthorpe were aside on the cup, getting to a bit of momentum. Do really well. But once you lose a couple of games, it's difficult. I think they might drop down a little bit. I think it's a good time to play them. I think we're going to get a 3-0 win. Um, I'm going to go for Wyke. Nice and fresh, ready to go. Lang, and he seems to save it for the big games. James McLean.
0: I'm not sure. I I wish we would. Maybe uh, three centre-backs, I think. We've had success with that in the last couple of games. Fleetwood away uh, when we changed to it, and also last night when we changed again. Maybe we'll go three, three at the back. I think it's got to be close. They score a lot of goals to Plymouth, and if you look at the the goal scorers, Ryan Hardy has got 12, and Luke Jeffcott has got six or two players that are on 18 goals. But I think we'll keep them out. I'm going to go for a nice and tidy 1-0 Away win for Wigan Athletic. Yeah, we tried to get a Plymouth fan, but to no avail. They didn't want to talk to us. Maybe they're a little bit afraid as well. Big games to look out for on Saturday. Cambridge United play Sunderland. I think the uh, the wheels are falling off at Sunderland, if all goes to uh, what I'm hearing. Last night at Shrewsbury, they had a Shrewsbury were down to ten men and still still got one apiece. Nothing Keen Keen Dons are away at Markham. That'll be a tough game for them because The the talisman there, we know what he's like, Stockton. Rotherham are at Carl Robinson's Oxford. Covid recovered. Do you know, I hope Rotherham stick 10 past them. I really do, even though they're top of the league and we're chasing them.
1: It's gone from a posh or boat race that I couldn't care less about to a a boat race where I want one team to sink.
0: Yeah, well, you're right there. Uh, And Wickham, who have stormed into second place. And they're away at Sheffield Wednesday. So that's a bit of a tasty game as well. So some good good fixtures there uh, to look forward to on Saturday. We'll be back on Sunday with reaction to the Plymouth game. And we'll be looking forward to the pizza trophy away at Accrington on Tuesday. So it should be a good session on, on Sunday. But in the meantime, it's, uh, it's a goodbye from me. And
1: a goodbye, goodbye from
0: all to- Up the six. Come the on.